0: Welcome listeners to our podcast about the transition from middle childhood to adolescence. We will be discussing a variety of developmental topics that can guide one through this
1: complicated transition. We will be talking you through different cognitive, physical, and social-emotional stages that your child will be going through. In addition, we will supplement our discussion with an abundance of theories from influential experts in the field.
0: Children enter middle childhood at age seven, and they will remain in this stage until they are 11. During this period, they may experience many physical developments. According to Lumen Learning Lifespan Development, growth is relatively slow during this stage. Children in middle childhood typically gain five to seven pounds and two inches in a year. Most children will experience a growth spurt. Boys and girls tend to experience these growth spurts at different times. Boys typically experience this around ages 11 to 12, while girls experience this around ages 9 to 10. As awkward as this may seem at the time, it is completely normal. I remember when I was in middle school, I dated a guy who was six inches shorter than I was, and the guy that
1: I dated is now 6'4". I could see how that could be a little awkward. I never dated anyone shorter than me, but my mom tells me that my uncle graduated high school weighing only 130 pounds. It was only 5 feet 7 inches. It really just goes to show that development is unique to the each person. As your child ages, they grow out of middle childhood and move towards adolescence. This stage lasts from ages 12 to 18, and they undergo numerous physical changes. The most dramatic change during this time occurs during puberty. Once again, this happens at different ages for boys and girls, and it will not look the same for the different genders. For both genders, this starts in a similar way. They both experience an influx of hormones that prompt physical changes. Puberty happens in two different stages. The first stage begins in ages six to eight and your child will experience skeletal growth and an increased production of sweat.
0: The second stage begins with the production of hormones in conjunction with primary sex organs. These are the physical signs of maturation. For women, this includes the development of breasts, widening of hips, underarm and pubic hair, and the first menstrual cycle. For men, this may include the growth of facial hair, the deepening of the voice, growth of testes, first ejaculation, a noticeable growth spurt,
1: and the development of pubic hair. Psychologist Sigmund Freud spent a lot of time researching the sexual development of human beings. Through his research, he developed the psychosexual stages of development. During adolescence, your child is in the genital stage. According to Freud, in this stage, your child becomes more aware of their genitals and has the maturity to balance both the id and the superego. This is the final stage of his theory and lasts until death.
0: physical development, cognitive development cannot be seen. During this period, children enter the formal education system. Because of their new situation, children spend an enormous amount of time in school developing new skills. Experts have different theories on how children in middle childhood think or process information. One of these experts is Jean Piaget. According to Lumen Learning Lifespan Development, his theory of cognitive development places children in middle childhood in the concrete operational stage, which involves mastering the use of logic in concrete ways. I remember when I was eight, I had loved all of my teachers so far, so I had assumed that everyone liked all of their teachers. It wasn't until I talked to a friend at a different school that
1: I realized not everyone liked all of their teachers. Yeah, I know what you mean. I had a similar experience when I was nine. I really liked reading, and I assumed that everyone else liked it too. How could you not? I know, I was shocked when I learned that not everyone liked reading. In fact, I was in the minority. This shows how narrow-minded children are during this age.
0: Another skill that children in this stage learn is the concept of identity and reversibility. An example of a child who understands the concept of identity is the classic water cup example. In this scenario, one glass is tall and narrow while the other one is short and stout. Children in middle childhood understand that they both contain the same amount of water. Similarly, the concept of reversibility is exactly how it sounds. If a child takes two cookies from a plate of
1: eight, there would be six left, and if they put the cookies back, there would be eight again. While this shows immense progress, if we can understand how children process information, we can better understand them. This leads us to the information processing theory. In this theory, there are three main levels of memory. The first level is sensory memory. This level is everything you observe, but don't necessarily process, and you will lose most of this information in the next several seconds as it is filtered out. The next level is the working memory. This is your short-term memory. It is what you are thinking about in this exact moment. An average person can hold five to nine pieces of information at once. The third level is the long-term memory. This is exactly what it sounds like. It is what you store long-term and can remember. Children in this stage often use rhymes, mnemonic devices, or songs to help them remember things.
0: All people, not just those in middle childhood, possess multiple intelligences, according to Howard Gardner. In his theory, there are nine domains of intelligence. The first three, according to Lumen Learning Lifespan Development, are logical, mathematical, linguistic, and spatial, which can all be measured by IQ tests. The next six are more qualities one can possess. They are musical, bodily kinesthetic, naturalistic, interpersonal, intrapersonal, and existential. Personally, I fall into both the linguistic and interpersonal categories. I've always enjoyed reading and creative writing and scored well in both categories on my ACT, which falls into the linguistic category. I've also always been a people person and enjoy listening to and interacting with other people and can usually understand where they're coming from and relate.
1: I tend to fall into different categories. I fall into the logical, mathematical, linguistic, and musical categories. I've always been good at math and I enjoyed the pattern and consistency of it. I also enjoyed reading, and from a musical standpoint, I am good at identifying different pitches and patterns. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I am definitely not bodily kinesthetic. When I was five, my mom rolled me into gymnastics in the hope that I would stop walking into walls.
0: I am completely with you on that one. I tore my meniscus at a track meet where I was a manager by slipping on wet grass. Uh, Needless to say, that was not my proudest moment.
1: During the adolescent stage, cognitive development is extremely different than the cognitive development in middle childhood. In adolescence, teenagers can think and process information in a more abstract way and can hypothesize future events. There are two perspectives on how adolescents process information. The first is the constructionist perspective, in which the theory of Jean Piaget falls under. His theories on middle childhood also extended into the adolescent stage of life. Under this perspective, Piaget theorized that adolescents are in the formal operational stage, which focuses on the abstract concepts of the world. In the constructionist perspective, change is sudden and dramatic.
0: The second perspective is the information processing perspective, which according to Lumen Learning Lifespan Development, is the growth of specific components of the overall process of thinking. These normally occur in the following areas. Attention, memory, processing speed, organization, and metacognition. Another trait commonly associated with adolescents is risk taking. This is due to the lack of the development in the prefrontal cortex, which will not fully be mature until the late 20s. This leads to engagement in behaviors that have high risks and high rewards. Behavioralism decision-making theory proposes that both adolescents and adults weigh the potential rewards and potential consequences of an action.
1: As children enter middle childhood, socialization becomes highly important for development and mental well-being. Children at this age wish more than anything to be accepted by their peers and make friends based on interest instead of proximity. There are several theorists who have studied the development of middle childhood. One of the most important theorists is Eric Erickson who focused on industry versus inferiority in middle childhood. Erickson claims that children are very busy playing, planning, and achieving. Children may then compare themselves to their friends to find where they belong and who they are. Children in this stage often
0: compare themselves to other classmates and friends and want to be accepted. If they do not feel as if they're fitting in or or if others don't believe that they fit in, they could become withdrawn and or aggressive. Often, if a child feels ostracized, they will either pick the role of the bully or the wallflower.
1: Family life also plays a large role in the way a child grows up. However, middle childhood is not as dependent upon familial roles as they once were during early childhood. Your child may now focus more on fitting in with peers. However, it's important to note that family is still of great importance. The five main functions, according to Lumen Learning Lifespan Development that a family should provide are material items, encouraging learning, developing self-esteem, nurturing friendships with peers, and providing harmony and stability. Once again, Erickson theorized about the social development of adolescents. In his theory, Erickson discusses identity versus role confusion which poses the question, who am I and who do I want to be? Adolescents in this stage experiment with their different interests and career goals. This is resolved using identity achievement. Adolescents reach the stage when they have considered these different interests and figure out who they are. For example, as a child, I thought I was going to be a teacher. As I began to experiment with who I wanted to be, I was interested in becoming an accountant engineer, a respiratory therapist, and eventually settled on nursing. This was not an easy journey and I had to figure out a lot of things were definitely not for me before I figured out where I belonged.
0: I had a similar experience with not knowing exactly what I wanted to do as a professional. When I was in elementary school I desperately wanted to be an author illustrator. I then based on interests of a friend of mine that I found to be intriguing, considered interior design. Once I began high school, I knew that the healthcare profession was right for me, so I decided I wanted to be a psychologist, but then decided that wasn't my strongest subject. Um, I took a sports medicine class my sophomore year of high school and thought until my senior year that I was going to pursue a career as a physical therapist. It wasn't until I began touring colleges that I finally settled on nursing.
1: Your child's moral compass is strengthened during the middle childhood stage. Kohlberg's experiment led to the discovery that younger children focus more on physical consequences when faced with a moral dilemma, while older children focus more on what is right and what is wrong. At the highest stage of Kohlberger's moral development, the child will understand that sometimes laws or rules must be broken for the greater good. It is also important to note that females, focus, that females focus more on compassion when making these decisions, while males focus more on justice. Parents have an
0: enormous influence on their child's development at any age, especially in the develop of a, a development of a strong moral character. Personally, I remember when I was little, my sister, who was about two years old at the time, grabbed a pair of sunglasses off of the shelf and wore them around the store. My parents didn't notice, and we left the store without paying for them. I noticed in the car that she was wearing these sunglasses and mentioned it to my parents that she had taken them. I didn't want to take the sunglasses back into the store because, quite frankly, I was afraid that we were going to get arrested. But my mom told me that it was the right thing to do. This goes to show that our parents have the greatest influence on our moral compasses.
1: Where you grow up influences who you become. Society plays a pivotal role in the development of children. Culture and beliefs influence what an individual finds to be important. Society teaches its members a hidden curriculum, which consists of the unspoken rules of society. For instance, you shouldn't stand super close to someone in an elevator. Or in some countries, it's respectful to bow rather than shake someone's hand or look someone in the eye while in other places, this could be seen as disrespectful.
0: Society also has rather large influences in the development of oneself by pushing gender roles. For instance, girls are often told that they should like pink because it's a girly color, while boys are told to like blue because it's masculine. It's also seen as a feminine trait to display emotions in front of others, while men are told to show emotional indifference and remain stoic.
1: To aid in your child's development, there are a number of strategies you can try. For middle childhood, it's important to encourage an active lifestyle to promote physical development, as well as a healthy diet. It's also suggested to involve your child in team activities, such as joining a sports team to aid in physical and social development. Other ways you can aid social development is to encourage making friends and allow opportunities to socialize outside of organized events. You can also give strategies to control emotional outbursts and foster more logical thinking. To aid in cognitive development, you can help your child study their homework each night.
0: I remember my mom used to quiz me on spelling words on the way to school each morning and I would make sure that we read at least a chapter of a book each night. To aid in the development of an adolescent's physical skills, encourage encourage them to remain active and not to live a sedimentary lifestyle. This will not only improve their physical health, but also help their mental health. To aid in social development, allow freedom with guidelines and structure to keep them happy yet safe. Finally, to help aid their cognitive development, ensure that they are completing homework and attending classes and monitor their grades for any unusual activity.
1: I can relate to that. In high school, my parents didn't really care if I was good at sports. They cared that I was involved physically, socially, and maintained good grades. They realized that I inherited their genes and had no shot at playing college sports. Therefore, they wanted me to be happy and healthy and enjoy my time as a teenager. I
0: definitely made sure to focus on academics in high school because I knew there was absolutely no way that I would make it to college on a sports-based scholarship. Notice that your child doesn't seem to be developing at the same speed as other children, whether faster or slower, cognitively, socially, or physically, it's a good idea to consult your child's healthcare provider. Some examples of childhood mental disorders are ADHD, autism, dyslexia, mood and anxiety disorders, Tourette's syndrome, and other behavioral disorders. However, If your child is diagnosed with one of these, this doesn't always mean that they'll live an abnormal or disadvantaged life.
1: I have personally seen the effects a disorder can have on an individual. For example, my cousin was diagnosed with ADHD. He displayed a lot of the classic signs like not being able to hold still or focus on something for a very large amount of time. So my aunt and my uncle took him to the doctor and he prescribed him some medication And now, my cousin is able to function normally in the classroom and is excelling. We hope you've learned a lot about middle childhood and adolescence. To recap what we have learned, there are three different aspects of development, each playing an important role.
0: Remember that you have substantial influence in your child's life. That concludes our podcast on middle childhood and adolescence.
1: Thank you for listening.